Hello, welcome to episode four of Metal Marmite. That's it, you got it right. That's one. It's been a long time since we recorded uh, yeah. Metal Marmite, huh? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Um, it's been a long time, but as ACDC said, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So, true. so true. it is, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this is episode number four. As I said, it's been a while. In what two or three months? Probably? It's probably been a couple of months, I imagine. Yeah, we had a little bit of an issue where we weren't getting together as much, were we? And then you obviously had your trip. Yeah, so it's, it it has been a while. Yeah, definitely been a while since we've been here. With the board, good to be back. Yeah, we've been sitting on this album and this artist for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> now. Yeah, sure. So I hope we're ready. Um, so hopefully, if anyone remembers the Iron Manning podcast, we had a lot of. Uh, Dissension in that one. You won't yep. battle of I main, but hopefully uh, you'll be a bit more inclined to enjoy Dio. But we'll see. Uh, so, the first three episodes of Metal Marmite, we covered Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, and I Maiden, mm-hmm. three very English centric bands, or British if you prefer, Richard. Um, I mean, they're technically all British English, yeah. aren't they? But yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, but yeah. Uh, but this time we're crossing over the pond to. The United States of America. Finally, America makes its debut on, on Metal Marmite. <laughs> so, all American listeners, you can start listening. About damn time. <laughs> about damn time, yeah. Um, yeah, and metal wasn't really a thing in America, really, in the 1970s. It's mainly... Well, I imagine if it was, like, kind of... You say, like, the birthplace of it traditionally is, like, the Midlands of, of, of yeah. England, isn't it? So, I guess, like, it's going to take time to disseminate over there, isn't it? For them to start looking to yeah. pick up that kind of I thing. I mean, mainly so. the most like the more heavier bands I can think of from the time period were all English or British and in the terms of um A C D C Australian slash British. Mm-hmm. Um but Dio kind of broke that mould a little bit. Before we start, I'm gonna talk about our history with Dio, myself and yourself. Yep. Uh, what exactly we're aware of, uh, what particular music or whatever. Uh, so what was your experience of Dio before this so experiment? I've, I've only ever known Dio as a solo artist. Uh, that's all I ever knew Dio as. Um, I didn't, like, until you mentioned on, like, the Black Sabbath uh, podcast that he obviously did, he joined Black Sabbath after, after yep. Ozzy left. Uh, I, I never knew that. Um, I always thought Black Sabbath was Ozzy Osbourne and the other guys. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, that would be everybody's first assumption. Again, to yeah, I mean, know. like I said, I just, I have only ever known Dio as a solo artist. Um, there's obviously one song that I know him for. We'll get into that a little bit later on, obviously. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I never knew he had like this track record of all, with all these heavy metal bands and things like that. And he, he kind of feels like he's a bit of a, um, to use a footballing term, a utility man. <laughs> You know, like, oh we, oh, we need someone who can get get the job done, you know. Oh, we'll, we'll get in Dio, don't worry. I'll, I'll, be able to, I'll be able to get him in, wheel a dealer, you know. Like, I'll get him in and drop him in. And he'll, he'll keep us up for the season, you know. Kind like, of. I think Dio deserves a little bit more credit than... Oh, no, I, I... I get where you're mean, I get you mean, but... Uh, but yeah. I, I like him, don't get me wrong. I mean, spoilers for the episode, but... um, But, yeah, to me, he just kind of feels like a bit of a utility man. He's the... uh. Uh, who's a who's a bit of a who's a bit of a a wanderer in football? What manager wise or player wise? Player wise, Tony Cotty or something like that. I don't know. Someone you bring Marcus in, Bent. yeah. Someone you bring in who can do a job, 
you know, he's not going to set the world on fire, no. but he's going to do a job. He's going to steady the ship, and and he's gonna he's gonna keep you in the league. You know that that's that's what he feels like a bit to me now. You know, so yeah. So football analogy there. Because all all metal fans love football. Like there are there are metal fans. Yeah, metal I'm sure football. that there are metal fans that like different yeah. things, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think uh, I should like Lord of the Rings or. I don't know, Harry Potter, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That'd be a stereotypical, stereotypical thing for metal fans to like, but I I'm not a fan. See, whereas I kind of like Lord of the Rings, but I wouldn't really consider myself a metal fan. Well, there you go. See, you know, different strokes for different folks. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a metal fan in the terms of how metal fans consider themselves metal fans, you know? Yeah, I get what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Like they, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much slagged off Iron Maiden. I'm pretty sure all metal fans hate me now. Uh, so. not, not everyone loves Iron Maiden, mate. Yes, yeah, no, the majority, yes, but um, not every metal fan loves Iron Maiden. Yeah. We have actually had uh, fan mail from a listener uh, regarding this subject. We will get into that at the end of the episode. Stay tuned for that. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Hopefully all positive stuff about me. Uh, I think they just said that I was amazing. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah, he's. I think he needs to go to Specsavers. Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure that's what I read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not really um, shocked by that response. I don't think you had a lot of history of Dio before the podcast. Uh, this is why now I make a little bit of a confession. Uh, before this podcast, I'd never listened to a Dio album in full. Okay. Uh, obviously, I heard a lot of the, the songs I gave you, like all the songs I gave you that weren't on this album. Mm hmm. Uh, on Holy Diver, sorry. Um, I listened to it before, and a lot of the songs on Holy Diver I'd heard before, but I haven't heard the whole thing in full. It's just been a, you know, a little bit of a blind spot for me, okay. I guess. Um, again, like we alluded to in the Judas Priest episode, it weren't a band that were on music television like when I was getting into metal around yeah. 2000, 2001. Video, uh, Dio's videos were not on on uh, MTV, MTV Rocks, or whatever it was called back then. Um Scuzz or Kerrang TV. Those Scuzz. Great name for a channel. I think they. Uh, they, they, they mean, they're I imagine going. they're gone now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kerrang TV, which is still going now. So yeah, there weren't really on any videos on those channels. Um, my only really exposure to him was reading about him in Kerrang magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was held up as this like you know god of metal sort of thing, and uh, credited with. Um, Coming up with the uh, the devil horns. Oh, that was him, was it? Yeah. Although okay. it depends on who you believe. There's a couple of other people who uh, might also have fame to fame on that. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss, and uh, your favourite, Isa Butler. So have what a name claim that. Yeah, that will not be the last mention of Geezer Butler. In this video, good, good, more geezer as much geezer as possible on the podcast, please. More geezers, more blazes, and more <laughs> rippers. Yeah, <laughs> how they did not form a band, I don't know. That, I mean, yeah, that's a dream team band, geezer right? There, Blaze Bailey and the Ripper Owens. Yeah, you had two singers, though, the... two singers, and a drummer. That's all right. We need to find a guitarist and a bassist. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do it like the um, White Stripes. Wow. We'll just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a drummer and a singer. Keen, they had the, like, oh, this is not really metal, but Keen was like a the singer. The most metal of all. A singer, <laughs> singer, a drummer, and a keyboardist. Yeah. It was Keen, wasn't it? Yeah. Whoa. Got to get some of that Keen going. I do like Keen. Someone, we fucking. Uh... Oh, sorry. Language. Oh, no, we swear on this one. That's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, metal, mate. Yeah, metal. We, we don't conform to formulas. Yeah. You know, we've well, we're dying and compromise. Right, yeah. Uh, Fight the man. Yeah, all metal fans are into like destroying the establishment. <laughs> you know, sort of being bring it down. Metal. Yeah, bring it all down. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the only other exposure I'd say was uh, Tenacious D and a song called Dio on their yes, yeah. Album. Oh, yeah. Did you I, have that album? I, I don't have the album, but I've I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. I've like listened on... to the album on like streaming site and yeah stuff i mean like it was that. on that album that album's huge tribute was on mm -hmm. kerrang tv constantly on rotation yeah back in be 20 years ago now Jeez. i know i saw a video of um tenacious d on instagram um a couple of days ago and my god they look old now it's like oh wow like like I, I swear i only saw them like five years ago and they looked like how they did and now i look at them and it's like I mean the 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 other guy, not Jack Black. I mean Carl Jack Gass. Carl Gas. Thank you. He he's looking like my granddad. <laughs> like, People age, man. But hey, mate, like I am not slagging them off. People get older, still fucking slayed it. They did a they did a, a version of um, Wicked Game by um, Chris, Chris Isaac, isn't it? Yeah, that it was brilliant. Oh my god, it slayed. It was amazing. It like gave me goosebumps. It was really good. I think Jack Black's a great singer, and people don't really give him credit for that. Charismatic, yeah. He's got a he's got a dynamicism dynamicism Dynam about him. Yeah, dynamicism. Yeah, I don't think I pronounced that right. I didn't even know. I don't think you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was yeah my first exposure to to Dio. Also, the first time I ever heard Holy Diver was the Kill Switch Engage version. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much. My only real exposure to Dio early on. Um, so going on to um, the history of Dio, a yeah. short history of him. Uh, Ronnie James Dio was born in on July the tenth, nineteen forty-two. Wow! Which uh, historians would be during during the war, World War Two. Um, he was born uh, Ronald James Padavano, Padavana, Padavana. Italian or yeah, to Italian parents in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. For English listeners, not Old Hampshire. No, no, New Hampshire. Not Portsmouth, Older Hampshire. Uh, both of his parents were actually from New York, uh, Portland, New York, which I never heard of before. Nope. Um, but they resided in New Hampshire uh, because his father was serving in the U.S. Army during World War Two. Okay. And they returned to Cortland after the war, back to New York, and Dio lived there uh, until he graduated high school in 1960. So this is a long, long time ago. Ouch. <laughs> no, offense. no offense, Dio. In 1967, he formed the band Elf. That's a good name for a band. Me. Around Christmas. Yeah, it's a very Christmassy name, isn't it, as well? So kind of... I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it's supposed to be like the uh, mythical seven foot tall, beautiful blonde elves from like folklore, probably yeah. Lord of the Rings style elves. Not, yeah, I, I, yeah. Considering um, Legolas, not elf on a shelf. Yeah, I mean, considering Dio's uh, song themes and stuff, then yeah, you know, would um, very much think it's nothing to do with Christmas at all. Um, and the band would become a regular opening act for Deep Purple in the nineteen. 19... Late 60s and early 70s. 
um, which is kind of how he got his big break, really. Um, yeah, he caught the eye of uh, the Deep Purple guitarist Richie Blackmore at the time. And Blackmore would leave Deep Purple in 1975, start his own band, and who would he want as a lead singer? Only James Dio. That's how Rainbow was formed in 1975. Yeah, see, I didn't know Dio was part of Rainbow. I never knew that. See, I've known Rainbow since I was um, younger because my dad used to like Rainbow. Um, the TV series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Zippy, George and Bungle. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. He was George. He played George, Dio, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the costume, yeah. Actually, no, I see him more as Zippy. Yeah? Yeah. I was more of a Zippy fan back in the day. I think everyone was a Zippy fan. Yeah, wasn't he was, he was, he had their mouth, didn't he? The... And he was the, uh, yeah, he was he he, he was more um, distinctive looking because he had the zip. And uh, he was also like the, the slightly. Yeah, totally. That's what, what you think George. about Rainbow, you know. Yeah, George was a goody two-shoes. Yeah, really. God. Fucking bookworm. Yeah. Teacher's pet. Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the band Rainbow rather than the TV series. I'm sure American viewers be confused by that. Nah. I don't think they had that TV show in America. They right? must have had an American version, right? They steal all our shows. Sesame Street. Like that was that before. I don't know. Uh, and moving on. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm going to go through the whole history first before we start on the songs. Okay. Just get out of the way. Um, don't say get it out of the way, man. Say... Educate you. Educate. Yeah. People. Before before we um, get into his art, you need to know more about the man. Yes. So uh, they did a couple of uh, three albums with Dio. Three, yeah, three. Three with Dio, including Rainbow Rising, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I've got a few songs for Richard for that. Um, in nineteen seventy eight, Blackmore wanted to take Rainbow in a more commercial. Direction. I'm taking Rainbow in strange new directions. Well, not strange, more commercial direction. Okay. So no more, no number eight and burping and stuff. Yeah. So is this where, like, Since You've Been Gone came in and everything? That's, yeah. so, yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting to, yeah. Um, and they wanted to get in a more commercial direction, away from Dio's more sword and... Fantastical. Yeah, his songs are very more, like, dramatic and... Sword and slavery and sort of themes in his songs. Um, so they wanted to get away with that, get more commercial direction. Um, and the Rainbow would obviously go on to, uh, you know, release Since You've Been Gone, obviously, the big single everyone knows, uh, All Night Long, big commercial hits. Uh, Dio would lead the band in 1979 and would join Black Sabbath after Ozzy was fired from the band. Oh, he actually got fired, he didn't leave. Did you mention? Probably did. I no, I probably mentioned that. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, he was fired because uh, his drug and alcohol intake was getting out of control. Even for the rest of Sabbath, it was getting out of control. Um, oh, we go hard, but you, you, you do hard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Without being a rock stars back in the day, you know, as it is now, live fast, die hard, all that shit. No, I'm sure some people do subscribe to that, but a lot of people don't. Um, um, but yeah, I, I imagine there's like a lot of them out there now that are probably like vegans and like drink juice cleansers. Oh, yeah, and a lot of Christian metal bands as well, you know. Um, so Sabbath released two albums with Dio, Heaven and Hell, in 1980 and Rules in 81, and he would leave in 82. So he was only in the band for three years. Um, but those two albums were very like well-received, as we'll talk about later when we get to the songs. He would leave in 82 after uh, an argument over the mixing of the live album. So a really petty reason to leave. 
but there you go. Maybe it was an excuse to leave and form a, a solo group. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people were just born to be uh, solo artists. You know, Beyonce, for example, not metal related, but you know, surely everyone knew Destiny's Child. She was the star. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it probably helped that her dad was the manager of the band as yeah, well. Yeah. But you know, like... I mean, uh, Liam Gallagher's one that I surprised took so long to do a solo career. It took over twenty years him to do a solo career which is very surprising but then sometimes like some people just want a band it's confusing sometimes the one that actually succeeds in the solo career you're like wow okay would not have picked you like take that for instance everyone would have said oh, Gary Barlow yeah, good, good but example Robbie yeah. Williams became the big one uh what's the other one um again very fucking metal you guys love this NSYNC everyone would have said JC would have well, been the big singer I'm, I'm sure Justin was the star right surely when he had that really big puffy hair do you think I he was know. the star then well, I, I... that was just before he went solo yeah I think Justin was always positioned as the star I know JC this is very metal yeah talking about the things that metal fans love yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. is JC the one that did the song with Basement Jacks uh, yeah plug it in yeah plug it in. yeah that's a good song um yeah now I always thought Justin was the like the vocal point and the lead mm-hmm. guy okay I would have I would have um, said JC I think was the lead guy because he was the main singer because he was the one that had the range you know like he, he actually was a stinger mm-hmm. Justin was like bebop singer you know like he was like disney tv teeny bopper singer you know like you may hate me that's a terrible he's playing Britney Spears at the time right now yeah which so is that, why I mean, that's that, that, that as well that's kind of anyway mm-hmm. we rock on and we talk about the things that you rock people love <laughs> yeah absolutely hey man just because we know stuff about other music doesn't mean we're not fucking hard so yeah, he went solo in 1983, uh, bringing along the Black Sabbath drummer Vinny. I can't, I can't pronounce this. Peace, Akapi. I can't pronounce it. How does it, it spell? A double P I C. Apis. I C E. Sorry. Yeah, Apis. I... Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, they released the debut album Holy Diver in 1983, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, that was his big, well, his first um, album, solo artist, and probably his well known, most well known, biggest one. Yeah. Uh, Last in Line came afterwards in '84. That's probably the second biggest. Um, and his solo career would last quite a while until he rejoined Sabbath in the early '90s for one album, '92, called Him Dehumanizer. Uh, but he was also still doing the solo band. He's actually fired again, or? Now, now Ozzy was now Ozzy was still wasn't in the back in the band at that time. I don't think Ozzy rejoined until mid to late nineties. Right, okay. Um, and they just they didn't do any albums. They just went out and tour like Ozfest. Right, okay. The big Ozfest tour in the late nineties um, was usually headlined by Black Sabbath or um, or Ozzy Osbourne, and then sprinkled in with the, all the new metal bands of the day, which we'll get to a lot later on. In the Metal Marmite law. Yeah. We're not there yet. We're no, not there yet. A long way to go yet. Um, so in 2006, um, Dio would form Heaven and Hell, um, which is uh, one of the albums. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath yeah. Right? Uh, just a reiteration of Sabbath. He, uh, they would form that band with Tony Iommi, uh, Vinny, 
A double P I C and your friend Giza. Well, yeah, in 2006, so they do like a big tour, um, forming the songs mainly from the Black Sabbath albums he was on, but probably doing you know the early stuff as well. But kind of like a tribute band of himself. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Like. I don't know why they couldn't call themselves Black South. I guess in there might be a problem with Ozzy in that regard. Maybe mm-hmm. he wouldn't have wanted that. Uh, on the November 25th, 2009, Dio announced he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Uh, his last live, live performance was with Heaven and Hell in on August 29th, 2009. And uh, he died on May the 16th in the 2010. Yeah, sad end to that story, unfortunately. Um, How old was he, though? You said he was born in 1942, right? So 70, no, 68? Fairly young. Fairly young, but, you know, rock star lived entire hard. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, quite, a lot of the alcohol and the drugs probably didn't It's help. not quite 27, is it? Uh, yeah, so that's the whole history of Dio. Until then, doesn't matter. Happy ending, unfortunately. But... Not all of the stories can, though, can they? That's the... the, no, the... no, but Dio's legacy will live will live on. And uh, and I think it's time to get to the discussion. So we're going to get on to solo album. So, um, Holy Diver. Yes. Uh, we started with the, uh, the song Stand Up and Shout. Mm-hmm. your opinion on this first song uh so yeah bearing in mind that we listened to these i listened to this a long time ago uh this is like over three months ago i think i listened to it i haven't had the chance to re-listen to it again um so i'm gonna basically be going off of my notes and then trying to remember if i can remember like certain things that i thought during the time um i've written down here uh yeah stand up and shout decent start fast but not thrashy so I'm I'm assuming that was quite a, it was quite a quick, um, rapid introduction to the album, which I quite like. I quite like that. I like a nice catch you right from the beginning, you know. So, um, and I obviously thought it was all right. I didn't write anything negative about it. So yeah, it's that. Um, I I often think that this we've had this conversation before. You have the beginning of the album where you want to hook them, and you have the end of the album where you want to leave them with a good feeling and then in the middle is kind of where you want to put your sponge yeah i think we could cover this on the judas priest and the main episode you start your album hard fast Mm -hmm. and yeah this is no exception it's a heavy unrelenting song you put it on it's gonna make you pumped to go to the gym more pump than wham and uh Uh, yeah no it was um uh oh what was the world feed the world does it yeah yeah it's one of those songs you put on and uh you know Pump some iron. Pump some iron or, you know, kind of run or whatever, you know, gets you motivated. Sprint on a treadmill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I, yeah, my notes are pretty much like just heavy, unrelenting song, fast paced. That's pretty much it, really. I don't have a lot else to say on this song other than it's, it rocks. Yeah. I don't like saying it rocks because obviously it's a rock song, you know. This band rocks. Yeah, they have a guitar. It's obvious. 
So is that all it qualifies to be a rock band? It's just you have to have a guitar. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so the cores are of a rock band. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll rethink that strategy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good start to the album. Um, I don't have a negative word to say about Sound of a Show. It's loud, fast, heavy, in your face. Yeah, no, I must have. I must have enjoyed it, and and I always think that that's a good way to start your album. You know, nice and quick, hook someone in. You know. Yeah. From there, we go to about a minute and a half of. Oh, it's not going to pick it up. It's too quiet. Nope. Nah, my my pop filter and the noise filters are too good. Sorry. If we're trying to simulate. I'm gonna insert. Don't worry, I'll insert it here. You can hear what it is here. So we'll go on to the second song on the album, which is the one that uh, most people would know yeah. uh, from Dio, and that's Holly Diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, Richard, you... you uh, yeah, yeah. this is this is obviously song. the song that most people know Dio for. This was my first introduction to Dio. Uh, I heard this before I heard the um, Kill Switch Engage version, so I heard this as the original. Uh, yeah, this is obviously... My first introduction to, to Dio, um, I've written, of course I know, uh, and love this song, even its 25-minute long intro. <laughs> of course, we're exaggerating, but yeah, it's not, yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? Only like a minute, right? This, 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 but, uh... this is the song that I use to demonstrate when people talk about how important intros in that are. And I'm like, is it? I mean, you know, like we were talking on the Bibble yesterday, um about this topic and i was saying that you know oh so that intro is boring but dio's intro is fine is it you know that's what mood you're in i think with this one to be honest i think it's because you know what's coming like if, I'm, if i'm listening to like a load of metal songs and this comes on you get like a minute of okay go on <laughs> yeah but in the context of the album it's fine you know um so you're a fan of the song yeah yeah i love the song i love this song i think this is a a tremendous song Oh, I've written down actually how long the intro goes. Oh, okay. So we have a specific number. Uh, one minute and fourteen seconds. Nah, I'm sure it's longer than that. Uh, one hour and fourteen. Yeah, seconds. that's more like it. <laughs> yeah, long drawn out intro with wind blowing. Yeah, there you go. What uh, is this song about exactly? As well, because you get the really long intro of the wind blowing, and then it goes into like you know riding the tiger and shit, and it's like what. Yep. Is this a fever dream song? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh well it's 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 funny that you mention it because I've got this all written down. Oh so, okay. you know. Uh, first, I didn't first, uh, we all, didn't even rehearse that. Uh, that's just my job, isn't it, to <laughs> tell you what the song is about, right? Go ahead. Uh, it's about um 
a religious uh, diver who is competing in the Olympics. <laughs> I think Tom Daly, if he was a um, Christian, he might be a Christian, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. Go on, holy diver, use your power of God to claim Olympic gold. That's oh, perfect ends. <laughs> of course it is. He is the holy diver. There you go, that's, that's it. And of that. course, the country he represents is the Vatican City, right? They do can't, they, do it, they compete in the Olympics? I think they should. They definitely should, right? Maybe they're more like one. Tell me you wouldn't want to see a cardinal on a pummel horse. Or the Pope doing hurdles. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, totally. It was hat. <laughs> so the song's actually about a Christ-like figure mm-hmm. on another planet who uh, sacrifices himself to redeem his people. That's what I was written down. Okay. I, uh, I do like a lot, like a lot of uh, Dio lyrics. Uh, Ride the Tiger is a great, great lyric, isn't it? Yeah. You can see two stripes, but you know he's clean. Who doesn't want to ride a tiger? Yeah, that's the first thing you do. You see a tiger, you're like, oh oh my god, I want to get on it so much. Obviously, not in a sexual way. Um, Yeah, but he might have a car. How cool would it be to ride a tiger? To ride a tiger, exactly. You know, riding a horse, but a tiger. I'm pretty sure. Pretty fucking. I mean, ever since we, I mean, we grew up with He Man, right? So, I mean, that's basically a. Green and orange tiger yeah, that yeah, he yeah. rides. You, you're right. Yeah. You'd look badass. Imagine fucking riding in somewhere on a tiger with a fucking massive glaive or something. You'd look like a fucking warrior from another dimension. Yeah. Good lyrics. Good lyrics. Good lyrics. We'll get on to more lyrics later. But yeah, this is uh, great lyrics. Uh, moving on to Holy Dive. Uh, moving on from Holy Dive. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? No, I, I'm just, I, I just, I love this song. I think this is a great song. Um, I've always loved this song. First time I heard it, I loved it. I even, yeah, even with the massive long intro, that never bothered me. So I'm confused about my notes. I've got September 11th written down. I don't know why. Uh, I'm assuming this song was banned after September 11th for some reason. I'm thinking that's what I've got written down. Something to do with diving. Or like holy. Possibly. There were a lot of. Songs that are banned. Yeah, I saw a post um, that were a bit silly. I saw a post the other day that, that mentioned loads of songs that got banned, like um, uh, Foo Fighters, Learning to Fly got banned. Anything to do with flying, basically, yeah. yeah. But even if it had like flying in the in the song, not even flying in the without battle. flying without flying wings, without wings. <laughs> like Westlife, yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. It's a whole massive list. You can check it out online. Like a whole huge list of songs that just got banned from radio stations after nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I've seen this list. That's not really something we do in the UK. Like I remember my mum once. Um, there was a school shooting in the UK. Really rare, really rare occurrence in Dunblane. the UK. And uh, I don't know if it was Dunblane. When? What year was that? Ninety six. Oh, might have been Dunblane. Probably was done playing then. And uh, my mum rang up the radio station to complain because they played Pink Floyd and Other Brick in the Wall. Just like. Because it's about schools? Yeah, we don't need their education. It's just like. Come on. It's hard. They didn't try to make this happen. (laughs) No, I mean, I get it because the song's about um, schools and shit, but. Stretching a little bit, aren't we? Really, 
Um, so we'll move on to the next song, which is called Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a more traditional heavy rock intro than Holy Diver, that's for sure. Uh, nice blood-curdling scream from Dio I've got written down here. Um, I find Dio's um, lyric, uh, lyrics, uh, vocals on this song a little more cartoony and animated. I didn't write anything about his um, but... his singing style. Um, speaking of lyrics, I've put in here odd lyrics. Uh, so we had Ride the Tiger, and yes. apparently in this song we have Riding on the Gypsy. Um, slightly less time. <laughs> so this guy obviously likes riding things. Um, but I put his Gypsy slang for something. I imagine it is, yeah. I haven't got it written down. I don't know why. Yeah, just because, I mean... Google search if you want, but... Uh... I mean, this, yeah, it's not as cool as riding a tiger, is it? Yeah. Riding on the gypsy. To put two songs in a row where he's riding something. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a good song. I don't think it really stayed in my head that much, this one. I mean, I, I'm guessing if the only thing I put down is the weird lyrics, then... Yeah, I thought it was fine, but it's not one that got instantly in my head. I was like, oh, a bit of an earworm or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to the next song, uh, which is the opposite of Gypsy. Caught in the middle. Listening to this album, so I didn't know that this was the original version of A One's "Caught in the Middle." Oh, yeah, so. this is the same A One that did "Take on Me," right? Yeah, the cover. Right. Yeah, right. they like to cover songs, obviously. <laughs> so, did, did they go forward in the future time travel and hear A One's version of "Caught in the Middle"? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I know. I never knew there was a song called "Caught in the Middle" by A One, but yeah. thanks for you're welcome. You know, your, we like to educate knowledge. Yeah. Podcast. You know? Who doesn't remember A1 you know, from the <laughs> late 90s? That very successful. How much of those successful at the time? Um, were they Norwegian? Band? Norwegian, weren't they? You know, from Norway. Yeah, uh, ha was Norwegian. Or Sweden. The, the band that they covered. Yeah, that's me. why they covered it, because they were from Norway. And, and, and I'm, I'm guessing... I'm the... sure they were British, weren't they? No, nah, they weren't British. No way. I'm guessing that the... Because uh... all of their videos were in like snow and mountains and stuff like that as well. I've already gone on some tangents on this episode. Probably like NSYNC and A1. This is what happens when we don't get together very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, metal. Yeah, metal. Uh, caught in the middle. Um, so what, what was your opinion of this song, Roy? I liked it. I really liked it. I thought it yeah. was really good um, because it's it's different. It had a very different kind of sound to it. Um and I've put actually I liked I like all of the albums so far because each song brings something different to the table. They they, they all seem to be very different in style, which is yeah. something that I couldn't say for um um Iron Maiden. You know, which is that that but that's but that's what I'm saying. I mean I don't mind if you have like a a style that you're known for, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But like, you know, sometimes get away from it a little bit, you know, try and experiment in a little. Yeah, a number of the beasts have got different types of songs rather than 
that you would still have that galloping riff in it, though, doesn't it? They all sound the same, do they? Anyway, moving on from Iron Maiden. Um, yeah, this is I, I said this is the first time I'd heard this song. Evidence to the old album. You know, it's one of those songs I wonder why I hadn't heard before because it's a really good song. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it very it melodic. On me. Maybe the most melodic song on the album. Well, maybe not. It wasn't released as a single, which is quite surprising. Uh, more melodic song and chorus than we've had so far, apart from Holy Diver, I guess. Uh, it's more classic rock sounding. Yeah, I don't know. Strange. I don't know. I really don't know why I've never heard this song before. Because, yeah, it's it's melodic. Was it's, it released? No, it wasn't released as a single. Maybe that's why. It's strange. I say it's like, you know, pretty good song, good structure. You know, it's, you know, pretty like if you put it on a classic rock playlist with other songs. Whatever, I don't think it would look out of place or anything mm. like that. You know, strange one. Um, I don't know why this wasn't a big hit. I don't know. Like I said, maybe just because it wasn't released and like, you know, it just didn't. I mean, it. But for for someone that you said is like considered one of like the, the gods of metal, you know, like I've never heard a lot of his stuff. To be honest with you, I don't think he's as popular as as the description that you've put forward suggests he should be. Yeah, certainly in this country. I don't think so. Yeah. But metal's never been, like, something that's been played a lot on the radio or whatever else, you know. Uh, America probably is, like, a big um, place for heavy metal and rock music and stuff like that. But especially back in the 70s and 80s, probably, mm. uh, rather so than, than England was. I mean, England uh, and the UK have always been... Very pop centric and you know indie band centric, really. What yeah, indie scenes are a very big thing here, no. isn't it? So. Yeah. But then we invented it. You said so. It was basically born here, heavy yeah, metal, it, wasn't it? Strange. It's strange, really. Yeah. I don't know. Moving on to uh, so there's three songs. There are three songs on this album that, I, that were released as singles. I've seen videos for one. One of them is uh, "Don't Talk to Strangers." Mm-hmm. Um, again, slightly different. My, Different songs to call in the middle. I, I get your point about um, it. Just yeah, each seems song. to be very different kind of style to keep you interested. You know, and yeah. it keeps you hooked and it keeps you listening and you want to listen to more because you like you're not like God. How long has this song been going on for? Wait, but that was three songs ago. Oh, okay, right, yeah, like yeah, I will say that I think there's a song on here that really outstays its welcome or anything like that, but uh, I think it's really anything. That's exactly what I've written down here, word for word. <laughs> so far, no song outstays its welcome. Yeah, word so... for word. Yeah. We didn't rehearse this. Yeah, I don't think there's, you know, if I were to go back and say what each song's time was, I don't think there's anything over five minutes, probably. I mean, Maybe. Holy Diver is probably. Sorry? Holy Diver must be. Maybe. Um, I mean that's got a four minute intro, so yeah, you know. it's nothing that feels overly long. No, it doesn't outstay its welcome at all. There's nothing you're like, oh god, just fucking hurry up, you know? Yeah. Or like I said, there's no song you go, you go, how long has this song been going on for? And you look, and it's no, it's not even the same song. That was like three songs ago, you know? And you're just like, oh well, bloody hell, okay, wow, all these songs sound really the same. So you like talk? Don't talk to strangers. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I really like the sound. Uh, and so far, no song outstays its welcome. Yeah, very different intro on this song. You know, more um, more whispered Dio vocals. Yeah. Stripped back, you know, slightly creepy as well, kind of. 
I mean, I guess in the, the, the title warrants that kind of sound though, right? I mean, you're going for that kind of thing, don't talk to strangers. It's kind of yeah, like Yeah, I mean, the song is very, I don't know if you noticed, it's very uh, tongue-in-cheek. That's a very terrible <laughs> attempt at uh, doing tongue-in-cheek. This is how you do tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's very tongue-in-cheek, overly over-the-top, <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics. Uh, yeah, because obviously your parents will be like, don't talk to strangers and all this and that. Yeah. And he just goes over the top of it. And don't you know? Don't talk to women, or they'll they'll come with exactly the limit. Uh, don't talk to women, or they'll just let you down, or some shit like that. I can't remember what it is. So true. Um, and then when the song kicks off, he goes into more like a demonic, rougher vocal. You know, really hamming up a little bit. Mm. Um, he's got, I'm darkness. I'm anger. I'm pain. And this is what happened with you. Talk to strangers and do loads of wrong shit, you know. That's but again, it's different. It's, it's got like a different it's, sound. It's got, yeah. you know, it's 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 so, interesting at least, mm. you know. So I kind of put this uh, as a little bit of a joke song, kind of considering the themes that licks it, and you know, it's a little bit taking the piss. But the way it's, the song is structured and everything, it's a really good song. Yeah, you know, the whispered vocal start and then the more animated. You know, later on. But I, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get to this like way down the line or something like that or not. But it's like, um, it is. It reminds me a lot of like the darkness. Like a lot of their music, you know, is very tongue in cheeky, kind of over the top. Like I mean, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, growing on me for. Growing on me is about genital herpes. If you wouldn't you know, know that. If you you, no, you listen to the lyrics and you think, oh, it's a love song. He's like, oh, he's really falling for this girl and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, no, it's it's about genital warts. You know, like <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. I mean, it's very similar in that vein. But they're a great band as well. I love, I love them. But I don't know if we're going to cover them later down the line. I don't know if they constitute metal or not. I'm not sure. Glam metal or something. Oh, no, definitely. Glam metal revival. Yeah, or they're heavy rock, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think we'll cover them. Shame. But uh, <laughs> might change my mind. But I don't think they're really like a a staple of heavy metal uh, lore. I guess I don't know. But, you know. Maybe when we're running out of stuff towards the end. Yeah. In our dodgy, our dodgy 12th season, you know, we're trying to... We're, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. didn't they cancel the show ages ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that there, Mel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, time one of the songs. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember the Teletubbies? They, they, did, they did a heavy metal version of that song. I remember... <laughs> Tinky yeah. Winky, what would, what did he have in that bag? Oh, to know, it's like drugs and sex toys and stuff. Oh, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of weird shit going on. Teletubbies, I'm sure. A lot of drunkenness and drug and yeah. orgies and shit. Yeah, uh, that was that must oh, that must have been amazing. Anyway, I wish I was dead. <laughs> moving on to the next song, straight through the heart. Good title. Uh, it could be a title of a pop song, really. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent guitar work to open the track. Um, good lyric about hanging from the cobwebs of your mind. Uh, that's, that's that's invocative imagery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I said there's a lot of lyrics on that I like from Dio. That's, that's one of them. Um, very Van Halen esque guitar work. That uh, kind of yeah. 
Um, every band at this point was trying to be like Van Halen and do that over the top. Guess this because they were really popular, right? In the late seventies, early eighties, I don't think yeah. anyone heard the guitar like that since uh, Hendrix, probably in the sixties. That kind of guitar work. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I've got written down other than that is I like the way the guitars and the keyboard mesh on the track. They work pretty well together. Um, I will say as well, it's a good song, but it kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit on this album. Oh, see, now I completely disagree. No, okay. I've put that this is a really good song. I like this. Um, and uh, so far, I'm really impressed with the whole album. Like, every song is kind of like hit for me. And I'm like, yeah, so far, really impressed. Or Killer No Feather. But so far, yeah. have got three songs left, though, so that might change. Uh yeah, I, I I don't remember my notes. Let's yeah, we'll 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 get to it as we get to it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no. So far, I'm really impressed. I actually really like the song. I thought it was really good. It was interesting. Again, it was different. It hooks you. It gives you something new and different to, um, to listen to. You're not confused that you're still listening to the same song you were. You know, it's yeah. I'm I'm so far really impressed with the album. Really impressed. Good, good stuff. I don't know the rest of my notes, though. I don't know if it changes or not. Okay, move on to the next track, Invisible. In the palace of the virgin Lies the chalice of the soul And a rich light clear might find The answer Again, they're quite a different song theme here. Um, it's written about from the point of view of three, three men, uh, no, three people. Sorry, three people in this song: Dio himself, a gay man, and an abused girl. So there's like three different verses that go into the chorus of this song. It's a quite different uh, uh, layout of a song. Again, yeah, it keeps the theme going. As you said, all the songs. A bit different. Um, it's kind of an inspirational song uh, about leaving oppressive surroundings, um, especially you know, I guess in the early eighties, if you were gay, you know, or certainly if you were uh, uh, being abused as well, you know, you want to get away from those those surroundings and get a new life or whatever. So it's a very inspirational song, uh, proving that not all metal was about you know churches burning and uh, babies dying and. Uh, Death and all that shit, Satan, you know, as a stereotypical person would say. What's your opinion on the song, Jim? I think all heavy metal music is the Satan's music. Um, so I actually haven't written anything down for the rest of the album. Oh. Because I have written this. Until something stands out. Just assume I like the rest of the album. And I wrote nothing else after that. So it's safe to assume like that I really like the album. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to the last. We've got only got two songs left anyway. Uh, so I'll, I'll round them off. Um, the next song is uh, the third single from the album, Rainbow in the Dark. Again, um, more commercial sounding song. Very distinctive keyboard intro that sounds like a violin being played 
Uh, is there subliminal message in there because he was made to leave Rainbow? Or am I reading way too much into that? Not really. Um, I think it's more the Dio. Dio's a fan of rainbows, apparently. I didn't mention this. Talking <laughs> earlier. Yeah, he likes rainbows. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like cool. rainbows? Yeah, you know. In a minute, in a minute, every time you see a rainbow in the sky, you go, oh, rainbow. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You don't really see it a lot, do you? No, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't lose yeah. your mind like you did when you were a kid, but you're still like, that's cool. I mean, yeah, there's a band called Rainbow. They had songs about Rainbow Rising and shit like that, and you've got a song called Rainbow in the Dark here. Yeah, it's just a fan of rainbows, like rainbows. Not sure um, how you'd get a rainbow in the dark, though. But cool, though. It would be cool. The fourth bit. Uh, the song's about being alone and depressed. But also inspirational in a way about, you know, it's about a rainbow being in the dark. So mm-hmm. you kind of like inspirational light leading you to better times sort of thing. Kind of like sense. every cloud has a silver lining kind of message. Yeah. Um, it's always darkest before the dawn. One thing I will say, though, is that Dio, it's not a song Dio originally liked very much. Right. I thought it was way too poppy. Okay. But he grew to like he grew to like it in later life because it was a successful song. Made him money. Easy to like there stuff that makes go. you rich, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one has a video on YouTube as well. If you want to watch that, um, you know, it's about as good as you would expect from early eighties music videos. Hey, Not man. quite as good as Holly Diver, I'm afraid. So there are some good eighties videos, you know. There are a lot of good eighties yeah. videos. Yeah. We're getting away from metal again here, going around the pop route. Uh, I was thinking, um, "Beat It" by Michael Jackson. I was well, just which has Van Halen in it. You know, there you go. That's a metal connection. Uh, we'll be covering Michael Jackson later on uh, in the uh, arc. Uh, kind of a racist reason he's in that video, though, to be fair. So, not great on MTV. Who about Eddie Van Halen? Yep. Because they said, uh, because Beat It was so popular and people wanted to see it on TV, um, MTV were a bit worried about putting a black man all over their video. So they thought, well, if we put a white man in there, Eddie Van Halen, who's actually very popular at this point as well, then that should soften the blow a little bit. That's Yep. People People suck. People suck. Well, people still suck now. Yeah, people but still suck. Yeah. I bet they were happy when he did a song with Paul McCartney then. Yeah. I think we probably will recover Van Halen sometime, but it'll be a long time in the future. Okay. Um And who's the other guy that's singing in Van Halen? I moving on. Um last song on the album. Uh Shame on the Night. Uh this is the first time I've heard this song. Instantly grabbed me because the start of the song has a wolf howling. It's a great title as well. What shame on the night. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a, a wolf howling at the start of the song. And there's a, like a nice creepy like sort of intro riff as well. So immediately grabbed me. Anything, any any song about dark and darkness is gonna grab Pretty me. Dark and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um about night uh, taking the light away from us. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's kind of mythical. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's how the Greeks used it's to do it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's a bad uh, thing. 
I think anytime you can, time. I think anytime you can fit the word shame into a title of a song, that's good. It's a good word, shame. Shame. Shameful. Um, I would say this is one of my favourite songs on the album. This and Caught in the Middle, because they were the first, the, um, first time I've heard those two songs. I'd probably say those are the two that really stuck with me. And they caught you, yeah. Yeah, they caught me like um, COVID. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd say this is one of my favourite songs on the album. Uh, I like the chanting event and the song lyric. Or, yeah, I mean, we had this with Brian Maiden a little bit. Yeah. Or bring your daughter to the sort of the, the whole druidic chant, druidic isn't it? Chant, yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, and the, it closes out with a long intro. Yeah, I like the song a lot. This is one of my favorites. Probably maybe my favorite, we're caught in the middle. I'm kind of caught in the middle between which one's better. Hey. Yeah. Um, what was your opinion on the show with the night, Richard? Uh, if I don't write anything down, just assume I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't remember the wolf howling on the start of the song. Like I said, man, oh. this was three months ago when we just did that, so. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, he... he's hitting all the beats today, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Um, um, I did write down one more thing for this album, though, by the way. Uh, so I listened to this on Spotify. Thank you very much, Spotify. I appreciate that, I, FYI. I did not listen to, to it. all of our podcasts. I, didn't, I did not listen to on Spotify. He has Apple Music. Yeah, because Spotify crashed on me when I first got an iPhone. And uh, I have music and been with them ever since. But you listen can also, to our podcasts on Spotify. You can also listen to it on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. You as can. Well. But yeah. So, don't. Yeah. Why? Or do. It didn't or do. For, yeah. It didn't work for me, though, did it? Because that's why I started listening to on Spotify. What? Apple Music? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It works for me. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so I listened to this on Spotify and I wrote down, did I need to listen to the interviews? Oh. Okay, just making sure, because like, there's like six interviews yeah, yeah, on the yeah, end I, of this. It's, and same, I was like, it's the same on Apple Music as I do interviews after. I was like, I don't need to listen to these, do I? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was listening to the first one and I was like, okay, because he was talking about Black Sabbath and stuff and it was quite interesting. I was like, I don't have time for this. Do I have to listen to all of these? Or... No. No, if you've got a question again, mate, just ask me. Not gonna, I'm gonna say, oh, yes, actually, do listen to it, Richard, and then I'll bring it up for the whole podcast. I just <laughs> didn't, I just didn't listen to him, so it's fine. It's gonna find out. You listen to his whole catalog as well. Time. Well, I did that before. Yeah, I listened to an album that you told me I didn't need to listen yeah, to. So, we're done with um, Dio. Oh, we're not done with Dio completely. So, all right, so I'll move on to the other. Songs I gave you from Dio as a solo artist, mm-hmm. uh, which was only two. Yeah, two. I only gave you two more from Dio. Uh, the last in line. on the last in line we're going to break this down little by little okay well we're going to break it down little by little so we're going to go to we're going to go to me and we're going to go to you and you're going to come back to me okay so my first remark not very metal is it can you read my writing uh not particularly no 
Not rare. Very metal start. Start. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. We're on the same page. Yep. And we're reading the same book. Uh, not to say I don't like it. Yeah. So I was I was all right with it. It didn't really. I wasn't like, oh, well, this is a bit pants. Um, and then, ah, okay. Touch heavier now, okay. <laughs> yeah, it distinctively goes from one, one to, to one. Eight, yeah, yeah, it really goes from one to eleven, doesn't it? It's really, uh, dramatically. Yeah, I think it's really well done. Again, yeah, great start. Almost power ballady start. Yeah, good, pretty good drum work as well. And then suddenly you get the oh, yeah. and then out comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, suddenly. It, yeah, it just kind Ooh. of hits you <laughs> with the fucking rock, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. lulling you in and you're like, okay, okay. And then boom, it hits you over the head with the guitar. <laughs> However, four minute mark. Okay. It's starting to drag a little now. Oh, dear. First sign of fatigue. A yeah. little bit of fatigue creeping in with this song. <laughs> Once it hit the four... Minute mark. I was a bit like, okay, we can finish now, maybe. I don't know how much longer it went on after that, but yeah, I um, yeah, I started to get a little bit, a little bit fatigued by that song towards the end. Okay, slightly surprising. Um, uh, I, I think that to me suggests that maybe it got very repetitive. Like we've had this conversation before, like. I can really like the song until a certain point where it just, the outro, for instance, just takes as long, you know, it's it's the D.O. intro. But like Purple Rain, you know, is another one like that. I love that song, but I will turn it off after the song has basically finished and he just goes into the... <laughs> bit. And no, I'll I have to listen to the whole thing. No, right. I'm, I'm done by that point because I'm like, okay, yeah, I get the point, but, you know... I mean, it's like the conversation we were having yesterday. It's the same reason why I don't like um, anymore, why I don't like um, the Paul McCartney Christmas song. Because to me, it felt like that that's all he fucking sings in this song. It is repetitive, know? yeah. yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, it is. But they're bored up. Again, very metal, but, yeah. you know. Uh, it's great guitar work in this uh, song from Vivian Campbell. I love the name Vivian for some reason. It's not really geezer, is it? But, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's not. It's not. It's not that. Um, he was born in Lisbon, Northern Ireland. Okay. So there's a little bit of a British connection here. Um, um, the album would go to number four in the UK. So it was kind of a little bit of success, I guess, coming off the hype from Holy Diver. I guess. Yeah. But it did have a little bit of success in the UK. It wasn't like completely shout or anything. Like, didn't have any big singles or anything like that in the in, in the UK. Um, so this and Sacred Heart. The album would both go to number four, uh, but no big seller hits or anything like that. Um, so there's one other song from um, Last in Line I gave you to listen to, which was I Speed at Night. Great title. 
yeah, yeah, definitely a great title. Yeah, I think that that yeah is it, um yeah it's a great title. I like that. I speed at night. It just sounds rock, doesn't it? It sounds, it sounds metal. Get in your car and drive very fast. Fucking go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I liked it. However. Started sounding kind of samey, is what I've put. Can in. I ask quickly? Do you listen to this whole, all these songs in one block? Yeah. <laughs> so, Little Peek Behind the Curtain. <laughs> yeah, but Little Peek Behind the Curtain here um, is that Mondays is my research day for Rich T, basically. So, everything that I need to do for the podcasts and the YouTube channel and everything like that throughout the week, I do on a Monday. So, that's like researching. Uh, listening to the music you give me to listen to, researching uh, Hall of Fame players, watching the Simpsons episodes, things like that. That I do all of that on the Monday so that I'm ready for the week ahead. Um, so otherwise, I don't know when I'd be able to fit it in. You know, that's the problem. I mean, I had three months to fit this in, so I could have. But, you know, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, I like the song a lot. It's... Considering some of Dio's themes and songs, I think this one's pretty much on the nose and straight to the point, really. It doesn't uh, starts up hard. It's a good driving song. <clears throat> insane guitar work. Unrelenting song. Um, yeah, there's not really much to it other than I, it's a banger. And, you know, it's a banger. Of a song, you know? I don't think the American audience is going to get that. What, get, they will. They watch wrestling. They they watch what Seamus is saying at the moment. His uh, catchphrase is banger after banger after banger. Oh right, they might get that. I thought you were going it's a banger as in a banger car. No, it's a banging tune. Right, I thought because you kept saying banger to me, I was like, I was like, right, as in sausage and mash. No, (laughs) as in a as in a crappy car. No, banger means good, mate. Yeah, but it also means a shitty car. Yeah, if you talk about get yourself an old banger. If you talk about cars, it does. Yeah, yeah. But you the song is called "I Speed at Night," hence, and you said oh, it's a driving know. song, hence why I thought I was doing the double no, entendre. You know, I, you know, I wasn't trying to do a pun there at all. Right. See, that's it, the problem. When, when all you do is puns, the problem is, is when even you're not trying to do them, people think you're trying to do the pun. Okay, I wasn't. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Okay. Speaking of which. Oh, well done, Richie. <laughs> well done. So we're going to go back in time now. Rewind. Um, yeah, going to go back in time to the Rainbow Days, 1976. I think this album came out, Rainbow Rising. Which is, I actually had heard in full before we did the uh, podcast. I haven't really mentioned this before, but yeah, Rainbow Rising and the two Sabbath albums with Dio in the 80s, I had heard. All the way through. So I had heard albums with Dio featured, but not Dio solo albums. So that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. Um, so Rainbow Rising is only six songs long, but I only gave you three of them to listen to. Are the others really long? No. Okay. I mean, I gave you the longest ones to listen to anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, uh, run with the wall. All 
already grabbing me, grabbing me with that song title. Yeah, great title. Yeah, already you've got me with that song title. Ride the Tiger, I Speed at Night, Run with the Wall. <laughs> it's just, he's got away with words apart from Ride the Gypsy. Yeah, that's a bit, yeah, it's a bit naff, isn't it? You know, it's a bit sad walking in, coming into town. The, the, the other guy came in on a tiger and you're just coming in on a gypsy, gypsy lady. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, get off of her, she's old. So, what do you think of Run with the Wolf? Uh, not really a fan, I no. put here. But, but, however, saving grace, it's different. At least it's not the same. At least it's not samey. I started worrying we were getting into samey territory here again. And I was going to say, oh, it started off great. And then it just kind of like plummeted down. And I was just like, by the end of it, I had a bit of fatigue. And I was a bit, uh, by the end of it again. But, you know, no, no, you know. I didn't particularly like this song, but at least it's not the same. It's not the same thing over and over and over again. That's not why I didn't like it. So yeah. that's a saving grace of it, I suppose. So I've got written down. It's a great driving beat. It's almost like you're imagining yourself walking or running with that wolf yourself sort of thing. Okay. I, I don't know. And uh, some good lyrics as well from Dio here. Snap and bite like a wolf, you know. Um, something evil passes by. Some good Why are wolves seen as evil? That's not fair. I mean, would you want to encounter one? One, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem encountering one. Probably wolves is, you know, the whole pack thing. Yeah. Um, like, one wolf is fine. Three wolves, not so good. One bear, never good. Three bears, you fucked. <laughs> like, you know. I don't know. I mean, what would you? Yeah, what would you say? A wolf is a seen as a bad. I don't think it's a bad. I think it's our um our ape brain, isn't it? You know, the whole you know things that hunt you in the forest and stuff. You know, before yeah. we could like defend ourselves very you know well. You know, it was always like, don't go into the woods at night because, you know, their I mean, danger lies. Wolves in films are generally seen as, well, in the case of American World from Paris. I mean, you talk about werewolves here, not actual wolves. Mm -hmm. um, but then you've got wolves in uh, Jungle Book, right? And they're seen as good. Right? Yeah. They're the good guys in the film. Yeah. I mean, they raise the kid, don't they? Yeah, they raise Mowgli, Mo um, don't they? So, you know, they're not, not all bad. You know, I don't know. But hey, moving along from Wolves, um, we're gonna uh, the next two songs are very similar titles about stars. Mm -hmm. So you got Starstruck and Stargazer. Starbucks, not Stargazer. Stargazer. <laughs> uh, Starstruck. Uh, we'll go with first. Yeah, I'll ask for your opinion on Starstruck first. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, good. I thought you would. It's uh, it's very different sounding again. You know, like that. That's one thing I'm gonna say about this guy is that every song you've given me to listen to sounds like a different kind of sound. It sounds very different. So, not it's not one thing just with different words in between. It seems to be like every single one is different and it has a different sound and it. You know, yeah, I, I liked it. I did put down. It sounds kind of seventies to me. Um, and I would I would classify this more as rock than yeah, metal. Yeah, it's very classic rock feels. Yeah, yeah. This is along the vein with caught in the middle. 
like before I listened to this album, I never heard of, never heard the song before. But I, I've, I've heard the song before we did research. But yeah, uh, this is one of those songs I heard for the first time. Like we're caught in the middle. Where I was like, why have I not heard this song before? It's good. It's catchy. It's melodic. Yeah. It's you know, I don't understand why I haven't heard this before. It's a good, really good song. What do you reckon the song's about? Um, starstruck. I mean, that usually means something like meeting a celebrity or meeting a hero or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, you're on along, along the right lines, uh, sort of. Yeah, it's about uh, a stalker that uh, Richie Blackmore had. Oh, okay. In the seventies, um, a French fan who uh, found where he lived. And uh, yeah, was creeping around in the bushes outside his house. Okay, which is uh, slightly creepy. I didn't get that um, impression in the song though, because the song's melodic, catchy, and whatever yeah. else. I mean, it does say the lady starstruck is having bad luck, so it does kind of tell you that this is not like a romantic sort of. So thing. it was a female fan, was it? Yes. Okay. Well, th- I mean that. Softens it slightly. I mean, just because you're more likely to be able to, you know, defend yourself against a woman than than a, a man. And and that's not me being sexist. That's just a general fact. If you're a big guy, you're usually all right, more able to protect yourself against a woman. Yeah, I mean, this would be a common theme for a lot of rock bands. I'm sure they'd all have like obsessive groupies and yeah, obsessive type <clears throat> fans. You know. Uh, this does have one of my favourite lyrics on this as well. Probably the favourite lyric. Um, Creeping like a hungry cat. I really like that good imagery, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good imagery. Yeah, I like really that, like that lyric. Considering that, you know... A lot of lyrics about animals in his songs as well. Yeah. I get the impression he's very much uh, an animal fan. It's a good choice as well. Cat, isn't it? Because, I mean, you get the whole, you know, the dangerous... Yeah. yeah, but they're also really sneaky yeah, as well. well. It works within the context of the song, but also cats are seen as kind of sexy and sultry. And then you've got the blatant thing of like pussy and stuff like that. So it's good. It's a good choice of animal to use, actually. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm. You know, it's like if you want to put across someone's really bad, you say like, "Oh, they they crafty like a fox, or they like sneak like a rat." Or yeah, something yeah, like that, like, don't yeah, you? Yeah. But like a snake. Yeah, but like <laughs> sneaking like a cat, like a hungry cat. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm gonna get you, kind of thing. Thirsty, that's this Yeah. She needs her cooey. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to the other star based okay. song, Star Geezer. Yep, Star Geezer. No, it's a Star Gazer. Okay, so I'm gonna. In- I'm interested to see how we got on with this one because the song is eight minutes. Yeah, that's my first comment. Is that six seconds? This song is long. Um, that was my first comment on 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 this. But having said that, I did like the different sound. I liked it again. It's different. Every song is different. It gives you something new to for your ears to to you know like it's not it's not just all blending into the background it's 
it's it's you know you you can hear the differences between each song and you know literally just then I was like as you were talking about the last song like instantly you said the lyric and the and the song just came the the melody and everything just what, came straight like a hungry cat no it was something else you said before that the lady is starstruck oh. she's nothing but bad like yeah, and that that's... just came straight back into my head yeah. and I was like oh yeah I remember that yeah so it's you know there's there's hooks and there's things that can catch you and there's things that your interest and yeah just each one's different i didn't particularly like the length of it yeah I'd that's what she said but um i figured you wouldn't yeah but i, I i've got just... nothing against a long song i don't have a problem with a long song that's not the issue the problem is is when it's long and repetitive that i'm just like you could have ended this like three minutes ago and it would have had the exact same effect that you want it to now it's like you're not telling me anything new like, I like some classical songs, for instance, and a lot of classical music is like six, seven, eight, ten minutes long, but it's different, you know, it's a different, it's not repetitive, it's not that, so I, I haven't got a problem with a long song, I have a problem with repetition. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it, yeah. Um, so I think this song shows off the absolute best of everyone that's on this song, really. they got a great drum intro from Cozy Powell, uh, one of the best drumming performances in any song. Sorry, his name is Cozy. Cozy Powell. Oh, and there's, there's, there you go. So we've got two drummers in our band now. Like Cozy, yeah. Two drummers, two guitars. Cozy, that's a great name. <laughs> why, 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 so many of these metal people got awesome names. This is <laughs> fucking, yeah, he's coming into the band. So we got, we got Blaze, Geezer, um, uh, Ripper. Ripper, Cozy. Those are our members of the band right I now. I mean, Cozy is not like, as hard as those three. But it's a cool it's name. Cool. Spelt with a Z as well, yeah. right? Yeah. C-O-Z-Y. Yeah. Cozy Pal. Yeah. What a um, fucking legend. Incredible. Great name. Incredible drumming performance by him on this. Great, uh, great guitar from Richie Blackmore. Great keyboards. Incredible keyboard sounds I've written down. Yeah. Uh, you got the, the Munich... Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, wow. As well. So Impressive. Orchestra work, and obviously Dio's great, as we know. I don't really need to talk about his voice or anything like that. It's um, one of the best voices in metal history. So what do you reckon the song's about? Someone with their head in the clouds. Someone who's kind of like, you know, always looking beyond, doesn't really live, like doesn't see... Smaller picture, she's the bigger picture. No, no, okay. This song is about a wizard who enslaves vast numbers of people to build a tower to the stars. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this, this is actually what it's about. Okay, uh, so it's not a positive song. Uh, you can, you can tell from some of the lyrics. In the heat and the rain with the whips and chains, whipping these slaves into shape to get him to build this tower so this guy can get all the way up to the stars. Um, so it's a bit like the Tower of Babel. Or Babel, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Is that, yeah, is that what those, for, our, for me and for our listeners, what would that be? So um, it's a biblical story about how the reason why we all have different languages and why we can't understand each other 
Now you said that, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Because I did remember this story from when I was a kid. Yeah, humankind was trying to build a tower to get to God, and God was like, <laughs> "You're not getting to me. Fuck off." And basically gave us all different languages, so we couldn't communicate with each other anymore. So we couldn't coordinate and build a big tower. Uh, yeah, it might be along those lines, you know. So ultimately, the wizard does not succeed in his mission. Surprise, surprise! Who would have thought it? I'll give you that description. He plunges to his death. Yeah. Now we talked on the Iron Maiden episode about perfect songs. This is very close for me. Uh, maybe it's a little bit nitpicky, but it's not quite perfect. I've written down it gets a little bit repetitive towards the end with some of the lyrics. Um, he mentions Rainbow Rising and song uh, as well. We talk about rainbows, like rainbows a lot. Like. Um, rainbows and animals. Yes, he goes on about whips and chains in the heat and the rain, and then the um people shedding those whips and chains and he repeats it so it gets a little bit repetitive towards the end lyric wise but it's pretty much perfect i would say again it's it's long as well i don't think possibly you could shade to a little bit of time but... that there is any such thing as a perfect song it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, true. But I, I don't think you can ever use the word perfection because then it's like, well, what are we all doing here then? Why, why listen to any more songs? If you found the perfect song, what's the point in listening to anything else beyond that? Because there's more perfect songs. But, <laughs> but you, you can't. Perfection is the pinnacle. That's the, that's the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm, that's why I'm, I don't I'm, ever I'm think that... Maybe I should use a different word from perfect. Use whatever word you want. I'm just saying that I, 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 I don't ever think that I would ever describe a song as perfect, let alone the ones that you're saying are. I don't think I would ever say any song is perfect. But I wouldn't say any film is perfect for that same reason, you know? Hmm. I mean, the only thing that you can ever describe as perfect is uh, me. <laughs> How do you respond to that, eh? Uh, yeah, so Stargate is a perfect song, 10 out of 10. Except for the fact that you said it's very so repetitive. Maybe 9.5. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of those songs I don't really get sick of. Anyway, and we're nearly heading towards the finish line here. We've just got some Black Sabbath left. Yeah. I've given you a couple of Black Sabbath songs from when Dio was in the band. Yep. Starting with uh, Heaven and Hell, which kind of follows the same... Uh, wouldn't say it's epic in the same vein as Stargazer, but it's same length. It's like six minutes long. But I have a feeling that uh, this is not going to be a positive review. Go on. I think you, yeah, you kind of dropped the ball at the end a little bit here. I, 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 I did not. I will, I will let you uh, talk about this song first. Um, to to me, not just this song, but the the next song as well. Um, they're very uh, meh to me. They have that Sabbath sound. Turn up the night, Dad. I've got that here. I've got it. Has the Sabbath sound? That um, what did you do, dirgy? That's how you described it, right? Yeah, I think we listen to the right song here. Turn up the night, yeah. Yeah, we're we'll talking about heaven and hell. Heaven and hell, yeah. Heaven and hell and turn up the night, both. Have the Sabbath sound. This is what I've written. Okay. Well, we'll talk about heaven and hell first. Go on. Uh, elaborate on heaven and hell for me. 
That is literally all I had. Just and 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 my literal reaction is, meh. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame you to be honest on this one. Um, it's a very slow intro. It really it takes a long time to get going. It's a good song. I don't think it's a great song or anything. It does sound a little bit like Sabbath. I guess at the start it's quite slow, but I think it's too slow. I think it, it does pick up towards the end. It's a bit faster towards the end, but I still think, yeah, it could be a little bit I think faster. the problem is, is that if it's, if it's slow at the beginning, but it's not hooky, then it doesn't really matter what the song does after that. Like, like there have been... In, in in even listening to these Dio songs, there have been songs that are slow at the beginning, but they have a hook. They bring you in. You're kind of interested in the song because you're like, okay, this sounds a bit different or, oh, these are good lyrics or something like that. There'll be something that will hook you in so that by the time it does pick up, you're already hooked in and you're like, oh, wow, didn't see that change coming. That's cool. But this yep. is just dull. Yeah, so it does get animated towards the end. But I think it's too late by that point, right? Yeah. Uh, it fades off towards the end. I think there's like a minute or so where it's just nothing, nothing. Well, it's like six and a half minutes long or something, um, right? Yeah, I've, I've written down you could trim the last minute off because there's like nothing other than like a little acoustic guitar and nothing. nothing. Um, I think one problem I have with the song is production is crap. It doesn't sound very loud at all. No matter how oh, how high you put your sound bar. It just doesn't go loud in the production, is it? It's the same for the next song as well. Um, Turn Up the Night, um, which is a banger. Absolute banger. But the production is dreadful. Uh, you get this on a lot of, of, of uh, metal bands in the 80s, in particular, that the production is too quiet. Because there wasn't a lot of money in it? Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, often not. You know, you heard like Stargazer for Rainbow, the production on that is like, oof. But this is, um, yeah, not not so much. Um, this song is a banger. It's uh, yeah, similar in the veins to "I Speed at Night" and sh- um, "Stand Up and Shout." Uh, some great. Li- it's gonna have a great driving song. This one uh, talking about um, it's the first track from Mob Rules as well. So that's why it's well, that's why it's heavy and fast and loud. But probably not too loud because I just thought the production was not very good. Some great lyrics as well. Uh, talking about I shake and I shiver. That's a good lyric. And uh, turn up the night, it feels so right. Not sure what that means. I guess that means go out at night and uh, own it or something, I guess. I don't know. It's not like uh, like sneaking around like a hungry cat. No, it's not, no, no, it's no, not. no, no. It's not as good as that. No, no, no. Way. It's just uh, what rhymes with night. Uh, flight. Sight, might, right. It feels, yeah, turn on, no, it feels so right. There we go. Yeah, that's fine. Like, get out my rhyming dictionary. Yeah, so I'm kind of confused here because you said this was dirgy. <laughs> I just put it has that Black Sabbath sound, which to me, I would have that. It's not even picking it up, sorry. I'm just making noise and you can't really hear it through the microphone, obviously, because it's not picking it up. It just considers it noise, so Tom looks like he's trying to find it. Yeah, I'm trying to find a song because I reckon you listened to the wrong song here. Copyright. Copyright. You can edit this out though, can't you? Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm a little Sabbathy. Oh, it is a little bit, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no
How can you say that's not Sabbathy? It is Sabbathy, but it is loud. It's not dirty. But it's got that. It's 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 the deep like guitar. Like it's like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds more like a bass. I than reckon. An guitar. I reckon you are getting very fatigued at this point. Maybe. I think if you listen to this as a standalone, you'd probably enjoy it more. But yeah, you know, I, I might be wrong. But um... but then like so I, Stargazer came towards the end, and that I thought was okay. I liked that yeah. because it was different. You know. It, it, it did go on a bit too long, I, I admit that, but I don't really think like I was suffering from fatigue by this point. I think that the problem is, is I felt I feel like if you put these earlier on, then I would have been like, eh, as well. I, I, I think that I like a lot of his solo stuff and his stuff with Rainbow. I feel like when he joined Black Sabbath, he's it. Like I said, he's already joined a band that has a sound. And has is has an iconic singer within their own right, so I don't think you can do anything but fail, which is why I don't really get the whole um, metal bands and rock bands like swapping people around and yeah. being like, oh well, let, well, let's get him from that band into here, and it's like, well, just make a new fucking band. I absolutely get it. Yeah, I'm still very much an Aussie guy when it comes to Sabbath. Yeah, because that's all I I knew from the start, really. You know. Not to mention about Heaven and Hell, though. We were slating the song. I, I did say it was good. I didn't say it was great, though. But it is one of those songs that's held up as like a metal anthem sort of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not particularly one of my favourites. If I was, like, say, you know, putting a Sabbath players together, it wouldn't be very hard on the list. Well, I went to see them live. I wouldn't really be bothered if they didn't play it. Do they play the Dio songs with Ozzy leading? Not, not what I saw. I was going to say, he wouldn't want to do that, right? No, no not what I saw him live. So I think those songs are probably retired now. So yeah, that's, that's it for Dio. Okay. Slash Rainbow Slash. Black, Black Sabbath. Yeah, so overall, what are your thoughts on this, uh, this listen to Dio? I like, I liked it. I like, I like, I mean, there's, there's what? Maybe five, four or five negative comments that I made throughout the entire thing. I think that it started off really well. I think that the, you know, like Holy Diver, I think is a great album. I think that's an amazing album. Like I liked pretty much every single song on that album. I thought that that it was good. Every song sounded different. Every song had its unique flavor to it, you know. Um, So I was, I was really impressed with, with that. And then, yeah, like I said, I think that the ones that I disliked the most, were the um the sabbath songs yeah and i think that that's because like i said it's like it just feels like you you can't win it's like recasting like like you know imagine like robert downey jr decided he didn't want to play iron man anymore and they recast someone else trying to be robert downey jr trying to be iron man it it wouldn't have been anyone i just i mean but yeah (laughs) jim carrey Trying to be Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, you know. Oh, um, funny then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know that the, okay. there are some things that it's just so iconic. You're better to let it go than to try to keep it alive. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, and and it felt like that. It was like I ma- I imagine if those guys from Sabbath and Dio went off and they and they did their own band and tried to find their own sound. 
then maybe it would have been different and, and been called their own band and they could have been called, you know, uh, White Sunday or whatever. I don't know, whatever. But it would have been different because they would have come up with their own sound together. It feels like he got parachuted in to someone <laughs> <like> that, yeah. <laughs> who was already established, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the only other negative comments I had were just songs that I was just like, it could just be a bit shorter. Which, if that's your biggest complaint, I think you're doing all right. And and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed listening to Dio. I think he's got a great voice. I've liked most of his songs. This was a very nice uh, palate cleanser after Iron Maiden, to be honest with you. I, I figured you would enjoy this more, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I like the Sabbath stuff with Dio, but I prefer the Aussie stuff. I always reach that for the Dio stuff. But some people grew up with uh, some of with Dio as a singer in the early eighties, so that they prefer that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I very much prefer Aussie personally. But yeah, um, would you check out more? Yeah, I'd be happy to check out more. I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm pretty sure I must have added some of these songs to my playlist, but I didn't put it down for some reason, which I usually do comment on. But there were so many that I enjoyed, I must have added them. Maybe I had the whole album to the playlist. I don't yeah. know. That is that for Ronnie James Dio. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast about the king of metal, James Dio. Yeah, rest in peace. Thank you. And I think next time we will be getting on to another metal legend. I look forward to it. Next time. Whatever the next time may be. Stay tuned for March 2023. Yes. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, just uh, thank you for, for letting me uh, enjoy this journey with you. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Stop the presses. <laughs> Screeching tyre sounds. Band mail. <gasps> yes. Yeah, this is, uh, this is an email that we received uh, from one of our listeners called Steve. Thank you very much for reaching out to us, Steve. That's my dad's name, Steve. Maybe it is your dad. Uh, and he has said uh, hi there it was good listening to your own experiences listening to Judas Priest I feel you missed some interesting points about the band however okay and uh, there's some points here that I wanted to know if you'd have actually uh, researched read about decided that it wasn't worthy or some stuff that might be new to you okay okay. yeah I don't know everything 1978 uh, Killing Machine album was renamed Hellbent for Leather in the States due to the school shooting in the USA. You knew that, yeah? Okay. Hey. Uh, also 1978. Uh, take on the world single off Killing Machine went top 20 and they appeared on top of the pop. That's right, yeah. Well, did I not mention this on the podcast? I guess I didn't talk about News of the World, did I? The song. Uh, I take on the world song. So I guess I wouldn't have mentioned that, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they want to talk about soon. Yeah. Okay. 1980, Judas Priest played the first ever Castle Donington Monsters of Rock Festival as special guests. The first major festival of just heavy metal bands of its kind in the UK. In 1980? 1980. Um, I'm interested to know if heavy metal was an actual term back then as well. Uh, when would you say heavy metal would be coined then? Sure, to be honest. I mean, you, you go all the way back to like Steppenwolf, uh, Born to Be Wild. There's the, the heavy metal thunder lyric, mm-hmm. or like back then, you know. I mean, I don't know because Sabbath were not didn't see themselves as a metal band or anything like that when they were starting out. 
Um, so I'm guessing the term metal probably only got popularized in the early 80s, I imagine. Okay, so 1980. So what did they call it? Uh, Monsters of Rock. Monsters of Rock. So yeah. It's just, but the Monsters of Rock Festival going for a long time, I think, on in Donington, um, which is now site of the Download Festival. Okay. In uh, the UK, so is that a um, more metal based, hard rock based? So it's of like a continuation, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Nineteen eighty four, Judas Priest are targeted by the PMRC in America and included in their Filthy Fifteen list. PMRC want to censorship music, which led to parental advisory stickers on albums. Yep. So again, I'm surprised I didn't mention that. So they are one of the bands that were um, the whole catalyst behind the parent advisory sticker yep, on the album. That's right. Yep. It's pretty impressive. The backwards reverse lyrics. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Even at the arch. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff I. Did know, but I'm going to join the Navy. I didn't think it was relevant towards the songs we were going we were reviewing, I guess. It's fine. I just, I just, I just bought but, but Yeah, yeah. these are definitely interesting. 1985, two teenagers have a suicide pact, one killing himself after listening to Judas Priest's Stained Glass album. The band were in court in 1990 and were accused of causing death by backward masking. I'm assuming that's the backwards playing, yeah? yeah? I don't know if that contributed towards Halford leaving as well, because that's just 1990 when the court case was on. So, 1985, Judas Priest reject Hollywood. They wanted to use the song Reckless for Top Gun. Uh, what that. a mistake that was, the Steve comments. Uh, um, that leads them to record the awful song Johnny Be Good for the film with the same name, as yeah. they didn't want to make the same just mistake thinking again. That, yeah, just thinking that. Yeah, I didn't know about that Reckless fact, though, uh, for Top Gun. But yeah, they definitely should have jumped upon that. Think you know? You think of I mean, looking back on it now. Take my breath away by Berlin. Yeah, a huge hit, and you had the uh, Danger Zone as well. <laughs> Big hits from that movie. So yeah, I probably probably think they should have done that, um, especially considering what came afterwards. It'd only be good. Nineteen eighty six. Judas Priest recorded three songs with Stock Aitman and Waterman. They are never oh, released cool. because of a fear of backlash from fans. One song has snippets leaked on YouTube. You are everything. Check that out on you YouTube. are my everything, the sweetest song that I can sing. Oh, oh baby. baby. Is it that song? Is it a cover of that? No, I'm guessing not. Right. But uh, yeah, Stock Aiken Waterman, uh, big music producers in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Big pop music producers. Uh, yeah, so I didn't know that either. That's uh, interesting. Uh, 1986, uh, album Turbo was supposed to be celebration of being with record label 10 years. Uh, so they wanted a double album, Twin Turbo. It was one of the first digitally recorded albums and they used guitar synths because this idea was rejected by the record company. A lot of the songs went on Ram It Down and were used as extra songs on remastered back catalogue examples, Red, White and Blue on British Steel. You did mention that though as well. You said that that came like a lot later when we were actually doing that song. Around that time frame, did I say that they put it on on that edition of the album? Uh, 1990, the band were cleared of the deaths in court. 1996, Tim Ripper Owens uh, joins band after Judas Priest saw a video of him singing in a Judas Priest tribute band called British Steel. The New York Times do a story on him going from a tribute band to the real thing. George Clooney buys the story and makes the film Rockstar, starring Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston. The band distanced themselves from the film as Hollywood changed the story. 
but there's subtle hints in the film. The film tanked, it opens on the week before the Twin Towers fall in 9-11. Well, I didn't know it was that close to 9-11, yeah. Oh, I was aware of that as well. I wasn't aware that George Clooney was involved in that, though. Yes, in the, yeah, just wanted to make some money. Uh, and the final one, 2022, the band are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't mention that. That was only this year. Strange, yeah. Um, I look forward to listening to future episodes. He's listening to the Iron Maiden one right now. Now, I did actually email back to Steve and said I apologise in advance for listening to the Iron Maiden episode. Uh, and he agreed with me. He said I am made and not actually it's not a fan. one of his favourites either. So I said not everyone likes him. Okay. So I was vindicated. I was expecting a backlash from the fans, but apparently no. Some of the fans are like, no, totally agree with you. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, nice little interesting tidbit, I thought, there. Um, it's always nice to get fan mail, obviously. Um, yeah, and, it's, yeah, it's just really nice that you felt that you took the time to interact with the show uh, like that. I mean, that must have taken a little bit of time to... Yeah. Right down. I think I should take you both to an Iron Maiden show one day, you know, make you, uh, you know, revel in the theatricality of the live show. I like. I imagine they put on a really good show. I imagine like the 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 theatrics of it all, like Spinal Tap, mm. you know, like the whole display of it all and everything. But just the songs were just. Although he said he's paying, so. Hey, did I say that? You said you're going to take me. Oh, well, I did, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Steve, where are you from? Um, I don't know. He didn't actually answer. I, I, I'm not sure if he was maybe from the US because we have a lot of US listeners and um, the majority of our listeners are actually from the US. Okay. And he had a lot of US facts. So I, I wasn't sure if maybe he was from the US, but I don't want to make that assumption. Perhaps he's not. I'm not sure. know where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Let, get back in touch. Let us know where you're from. Um. And yeah, just again, thanks. Thanks for getting in touch. Your feedback. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, we uh, have a Discord now. So you can find us on Discord. It's under Rich T Entertainment. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. That is un- that is at Rich T Entertain One, the number one, not the word one. Um, and we also have a Patreon. So if you want to go and make a donation there to us, we'd really appreciate that. That'd be very kind of you. We want to try and make this a little bit more professional for you guys. Um, as you can see, we're currently not recording in a studio, for instance. We'd really, you know, that would be great. Yeah, this is a studio. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the top-notch studio. This is all fake. This is green screen. Also, we'd like to put these episodes out like once a week when we could get together and stuff like that. But that's really difficult to do with time frames. People have jobs, people work. Um, I do all the editing myself. I can't edit that many shows in a week instance but um yeah any way that you would like to get in touch with us or help us out we'd really appreciate that but yeah thank you steve thanks for getting in touch um nice little segment i thought i thought that was yeah, quite nice to hear we have listeners yeah <laughs> so yeah thank you very much steve appreciate that and i'll leave it back to tom to uh to sign out yeah i'll sign us off for episode four ronnie james dio uh, i hope you join us for episode five and every episode thereafter yeah uh, we will be moving away from early 80s classic metal at some point very soon. But for now, rock on. This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. 
If you like this podcast, come and find our other ones on Apple, Google and Spotify. <laughs>